0: Hello, this is this is Mike Gettle and Steve Carpenter from Yakima Chief Hops. Welcome to the 14th episode of our Season 2 podcast, Beer, Baseball, and Binds. Today we are joined by Connor from Cellar Maker in San Francisco. So we get to talk about the Giants, about the great beer Cellar Maker's uh, putting out, and a little bit about hops. So... Real quick, Steve. Uh, we were gone last week to the East Coast. So we didn't get much of a chance to see the hops. But did you get out this weekend at all? And what's uh, the latest and greatest?
1: We, we did get a chance to see Fenway Park, though. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But uh, no, I've uh, uh, one thing about being gone, uh, going back to my hop growing roots this time of year is you take a week off, you come back. It's amazing how much the hops grow. Yeah. I mean, they'll they'll this time of the year they'll grow eight, 10 inches a day under the right conditions. And so I was very impressed. Uh, I think uh, our first crop report went out on our blog today. Mm -hmm. So hopefully our listeners will get a chance to read that and get updated. But Mm -hmm. it looks like the mature hops are off to a great start. Yep. Uh, We've still got a couple months before uh, we're into the throes of harvest. Um, Babies are still uh, struggling to catch up Mm -hmm. after the uh, late start, and so we'll continue to keep an eye on that. But uh, really good weather this week and next uh, forecast. uh, The hops seem to have plenty of water, so it's a time of the year to just get out of their way and let them grow.
0: We had the uh, USDA report last week uh, for um, the the latest forecast for hop acreage. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we know it's too early for yields, but uh, total hop acreage in the United States up about 4.1%, 4.2%, which is a little bit less than uh, what the hop growers were forecasting a couple of months ago, but still in that 4 to 5% range. And as we've talked about for a while, uh, the biggest growth in acreage is really around those those IPA hops. Uh, you know, uh, Citra is the largest growth, Mosaic, uh, Simcoe still has a little bit of growth, uh, El Dorado, Idaho 7, Azaka are all still showing some growth. Uh, uh, Amarillo was off a little bit on the acreage, and then the Cascades were down quite quite sharply, and Centennial was down quite sharply.
1: Yeah, I was a little bit surprised at the centennial number. I didn't think there would be quite as many acres coming out of the ground. looks like almost 1,000 acres that came out. But, uh, uh, you know, that's what growers will do, you know, respond to the market. And uh, they're putting in the hops that... Uh, our brewer friends are making great hop forward beers out of and and some of the hops that have kind of created a little bit of an inventory issue are coming out of the ground so
0: a little bit of a growth in ctz overall alpha was was not much higher we kind Mm -hmm. of expected that with uh, the overall alpha market kind of feeling a little bit sluggish but still at a better level than it was over say a five-year average so yep well, enough of hops. Let's talk about beer and talk about uh, cellar maker and Connor. Connor, uh, thanks for taking time out to speak with us today, and welcome to our podcast.
2: Happy to be here. I'm actually joined by Tim Shashar, our head brewer, who is also a founder of the brewery as well.
0: Tim, welcome aboard.
3: Hey, how's it going?
0: And I know Connor, you grew up in you know, at the San Francisco, uh, San Fernando Valley. Sorry, in that area in San Francisco, and uh, are a Giants fan and. Tim, uh, you have, uh, depending on your point of view, the fortune or misfortune of growing up a Red Sox fan.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. When I'm on the East Coast, it swings one way, but out here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, Steve and I were at—we uh, were out last week on the East Coast. Uh, we were primarily there for the Home Brewers Convention, which was in Providence, Providence Rhode Island, but we did uh, sneak in a couple of games at, at Fenway, and uh, it's a great place to see baseball. I don't care what uh, what your your fan uh, of what team, but what a great uh, historical place to watch some baseball. And we saw a couple good games and. Uh, the The Red Sox won one. They lost one, and uh, yeah, it was a it was a walk off. It was a walk off Monday night,
1: which <laughs> was kind of cool. Yeah, uh, and then on uh, Wednesday, the final game against the White Sox, it was kind of the laundry series, I guess, uh, yeah. with the socks going <laughs> at it, but. Uh yeah, uh, Jose Abreu hit a, a two-run home run in the eighth out of, inning out of the uh, out of the park. Yeah, that thing might still be going. I'm not sure. Well, the sure. one he hit
0: Monday night that was a line drive and hit ran into the national sign, out there, national car mm-hmm. rental sign. Man, that was yep. that hit hard. So.
1: Good thing it hit that sign. That it may have reached uh, an altitude where it would have lost gravitational pull.
0: It, it might have gone across the Charles River and hit the uh, <laughs> the Washington State of of the East Coast. Yeah. Harvard, you know, it yeah. could have almost done that. That's right. That would have been. Yeah,
3: I got to see a lot of games with you know David Ortiz and Manny Ramirez putting them out there like that. It Was yeah. a good couple of years back in the early 2000s. I'll tell you.
1: So, Tim, you went right for Mike and I's juggler on the front end by mentioning <laughs> David Ortiz, who started his career off as a Mariner went to the twins. stuff with <laughs> and Twins. And became a star at uh, the <laughs> yeah. Red Sox, yeah. yeah.
0: Now he's a whole Hall
1: basically
3: of Imagine what HBH will do for you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so so uh, why don't you guys tell us about uh, how you got started with Cellar Maker? And, uh, I mean, you guys are brewing fantastic beer. Uh, we'll come to the beer in a second. But tell us about uh, how you got started with Cellar Maker.
2: Well, uh, we started construction in 2012. We opened in 2013, um, plan to kind of focus on a little bit of everything. Um, I think like a lot of brewers, especially on the West coast, we look up to, uh, Benny Salerzo at Russian river quite a bit and his ability to not focus on one or two styles, but, uh, make a little bit of everything and make them all really well has always been a goal of ours. Um, so um, uh, we don't like to cut corners. We like to do things the right way. We like to do, use the best highest quality ingredients we possibly can. Um, you can't make the beer without the best ingredients and, uh, we're, we're kind of nerds, you know, we, we've always been nerding out on the hops. Um, even when we were a smaller brewery making quite a bit less, um, we were always doing the best we could to establish, hot, uh, relationships with, uh, folks in the hop industry and, you know, sending beer up to, to some of the hop growers up there and, uh, sure. Visiting, Even though our buying power wasn't quite there yet. And uh, um, really, we, we, we want to brew the best hops we can ultimately, which is a really simple concept. But uh, everyone's got different tastes and, and we know what we like and what we're going for. And uh, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's been a fun ride.
0: Well, you, you you mentioned Vinny and Russian River, and uh, he was uh, one of the earliest uh, um, users of Sabro, which used to be HPC four thirty eight, and we're drinking your Sabro beer here. He called it Ron Mexico for <laughs> historical reasons, and uh, but your your Sabro is fantastic. And uh, tell us a little bit about how you started using that uh, that hop. It's a great beer that you've got in front of us. Uh,
2: well, ultimately, I think it's easy um, in, in this industry to keep an eye out for what is, what is the next great hop that is, is a, is a great as a single hop. It's great in every possible use the same way that uh, Mosaic Citra and Simcoe are um, as, as well as newcomer Strata. Um, and we were smelling Sabra and we're like, you know, this is kind of weird, but it's kind of, it's, it's got some really great stuff going on. And um, ultimately we came to this really great conclusion that, as a single hop, it's really interesting, but as, a, as an accent hop, as, as a sprinkle hop, it, it really can take your beer in an amazing direction, but still hold down um, the pine, the citrus, uh, all the flavors of the hops we know and love, but differentiate your beer just enough to kind of be its own thing, um, and something that we were kind of talking about earlier— um, was all of the South African hops that came out. in? Uh, I think we started using them in 2014, 2015, and we were really excited about those. Jeff Burway at Lacumbre had been using them. And I believe we were the second brewery in the U S to get those shipped direct from SAB. Um, really exciting flavors, you know, coconut, pineapple, definitely kind of an earthy, similar to nugget kind of vibe. And, uh, we were enjoying the hell out of those creating a ton of recipes that where that's such a signature flavor, um, and then when those farms were bought by AB InBev, we wanted nothing to do with the product. So um, Sabro, we are all of a sudden reviving quite a few recipes um, because there really was no other flavor like those um, those varieties until this. So we're we're really excited that Sabro is a part of uh, part of the game now, if you will.
0: It's certainly one of our uh, newest and 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 fastest growing demanded hops. You know, from a small base, obviously, but uh, what's interesting about it is just it's that part of that neo mexicanus um, g- uh, genome, native to the United States. I think Steve, it's really kind of the first commercially viable hop that is truly native to the U.S. Is that right?
1: Yeah, coming from the neo mexicanus mother, yep. uh, which is a native hop. Uh, it's a, it's the first variety. It's been released. There's a couple others in the pipeline. Uh, we there. got a sister
0: and a daughter coming out, Ex- right? Exactly. Yep. So uh, that's uh, it's uh, remind me. I was at five. Uh, four four seventy two four seventy two that's away. one dogfish was using and that yep. six ninety two is the right. the one that's really starting to get some interest out there yep. so
1: uh but very interesting hops uh we we think that uh, that neo mexicanus mother is is really going to be um a, a great hop uh that will sp- sp- uh, spawn some some nice varieties
0: coming out in the near future This year, uh, we do not have any new named hops coming out. Last year, we had Sabro, and we finally named uh, Pato uh, after 682. But we do not have any new named varieties this year. We're still in a a year where we're um, doing some of that experimentation. And then we will be interesting, too, to see how the babies do for some of these hops Mm -hmm. this year. But a couple of really interesting ones, those those two we talked about, and then... uh, 630 and 522 are two other pretty interesting uh, experimentals coming up. And we're growing a few more acres. Uh, I know um, Connor and Tim, I, we've talked about getting you more of the experimentals because of all the great stuff you're doing with these beers. And uh, it's pretty exciting to continue to develop them and then some of the cryo versions of some of these hops as well.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we are big fans of trying out everything you guys have. Uh, recently, HBC six thirties come across our plate. Yep we really enjoyed brewing with that. It's got really cool Hawaiian punch and cherry notes. So I think that again, maybe like a Sabro isn't going to be the star of the show. Um, Mm -hmm. And and in certain cases it might be, but for like IPA, like that's really cool is 10 or 20% of the hop bill to add those notes in there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really love, uh, I'm really excited to see what you guys do with the Neo Mexicanus varieties uh, because they're just so far out there uh, for a brewer, you know, who, um, you know, makes a lot of Citra, Mosaic, IPA. I, I like the idea of uh, messing around with these far out flavors.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, six, I think uh, Connor, we, we met in January when we were on our way, my wife and I met you when we were on our way to Monterey for the, the hop growers and I think that was when we talked about 6.30 and saying we'll get you a box to try out and now, we love hearing the feedback, you know, as as part of our program of trying to grow hops that make sense for the farmers, but also finding hops that uh, the the brewers love and, and getting that feedback from you guys is really important part of that process.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, 630 brings flavors to the table that did not previously exist, and that's always really exciting to us. We've definitely seen experimentals that kind of have that pine citrus thing where it, it, it's in a flavor part of the flavor wheel that you could achieve with other blends. Six thirty is like this black cherry, earthy nugget kind of thing that's just so cool. We're we're big fans.
0: Cool. We when we were there, you had just opened up your uh, your pizza restaurant. How's how's that going? It was crazy busy uh, the night we were there. And uh, how's it been going for you?
2: It's going great. Dough production's uh, almost somewhat similar to a brewing schedule. Um, we, uh, we're we really busy all the time Folks are, are very into the pizza uh, we, we set out with a goal To make uh, food way better than brew pub food had to be um, but, but wanted to ultimately do something That we were proud of and excited about And, and we feel really good about that so far
3: It's funny to see uh, people go in there And uh, you know We expected the Build this thing, and people are going to flip out about another location where they can have our beer. And uh, they are certainly doing that. But you look at like things like Yelp reviews, and they're like, "Oh man, this pizza is absolutely amazing." They're still figuring out the beer thing. (laughs) 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 Mm
1: -hmm. You know, there's something about your Sabro label that kind of reminds me a little bit of pizza. I don't know exactly (laughs) what it is, but uh, yeah, we like to have
3: fun. Uh, Yeah.
1: so far, uh, we
3: haven't heard anything uh, from anyone yet. I,
1: <laughs> I was just saying, was there any intellectual property laws that you left unbroken with that label? <laughs> that, was, that was one of the two cans that uh could have it really- Oh, it's awesome. That, uh, you just, it, what it does, it just speaks to me. You know, go buy a pizza because uh, it's going to go great tasty with Tasty beer, beer, tasty pizza.
0: Yeah, Sabroso. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Now, have you, uh, uh, Connor? Have you gotten to the point where you're getting your beer into uh, into into the Giants to the stadium to watch some baseball and drink some of your beer? Or is that uh, coming down the road yet?
2: Actually, uh, there's an awesome bar at uh, AT&T Park called the Public House, and the Public House has a single turnstile, so you can actually go in and out of that beer bar during the games. And I generally try and buy my tickets as close to the Public House as I can um because before cellar maker opened they had blind pig and now that we're open we sell beer to them and uh you can get some awesome beers there uh we certainly do not make enough beer to supply that entire park with handles um but uh public house it's one of the best beer experiences you can have at a, at a baseball stadium it's kind oh, of a life goal good.
3: to kind of do that right like drink your beer at a baseball park absolutely i, mean, I could drink oh. it at Fenway. i mean I could just die right there, I think.
1: Yep. Absolutely, watching baseball, drinking your own beer—I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. I guess it could get a little better if the Giants were having a little better season. But
0: yeah, you're a, you're a Giants fan I, too. I am. It's a struggle, yeah. yeah,
1: that's my National League team, and it's 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 been a long one. I hate to see him have such a poor year with uh, uh, Bruce Bruce Bochy's last uh, last season with the yep. Giants. He's been such an iconic manager and done well whenever he's been. the— the three World Series championships uh, since two, uh,
0: 2010. Um,
1: it's just uh, he's a good manager and just hate to see him go.
0: Yep, good baseball man. Well, between the Giants and the Red Sox, you two and your your, your teams have uh, have won quite a few World Series in the last uh, 10, 15 years. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, I was in Boston in 2004 for the first one. That they had one in, uh, I forget the number now, 87 years or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was kind of an incredible feeling. Actually, the, the Red Sox had won, uh, the, the Celtics won right after that, and the Patriots had won uh, also. And so it was this kind of crazy uh, trifective teams just really pulling it off. And I was in college at the time, so uh, we would uh, march down to the, the ball field, and it was like a big party in the streets, as it usually is in all cities. But uh, to be a part of that was really special. Yeah.
1: So Boston has a football team too? <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, you might have heard of it,
0: Well we had uh speaking of the football team, uh, close to you guys is Loma Brewery, right? So uh uh Kevin Euclid and uh his wife is uh, Tom Brady's sister, so you've got yeah. we've got all kinds of connections yeah. in the Bay Area.
3: I yeah. actually I know Kevin and uh I I talk to him here and there and uh uh, you know, he's a really great dude and they're making some really great beer down there. Um yeah. so hopefully I can continue that that conversation with him and uh, really, you know, get closer to Tom Brady by the second.
1: There you go. We, we had Kevin on a podcast last year. Yeah, and the that, Red that Sox was, were moving through the playoffs. Yeah that, was, on, yeah, that was a lot of fun. And he's actually a, a scout for the Cubs. Yeah. Uh, so he uh, couldn't say too yeah. many good things about the Red Sox <laughs> then. But yep. uh, he was, uh, it was definitely an interesting podcast, and I'm glad we had a chance to do it with him.
0: How often do you guys get out to watch uh, the Giants? Uh, you, I know you're really busy doing what you're doing, but do you get a chance to go out to a few games? During
2: 2010, 2012,
0: 2014 <laughs> <laughs> on the even years, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, those are those
2: are good years. I uh, haven't been to a game yet this year. We'll leave it at that.
0: Okay.
3: Yes,
0: sir. Well, it'll be interesting to see what they do with uh, Madison. You know, he's he's having. Not a Madison year, but he still has a pretty good ERA. If he got a team with some run support, he probably still does well. Somebody, if, if the Giants decide they want to move him, uh, he's gonna he's gonna pick up some pretty I, good prospects. I, I think have to it's believe.
1: gonna be interesting to see him clean shaven without a beer wearing <laughs> pinstripes. I, I think <laughs> God, God help us! No, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: He'd look good in a Twins uniform. I know that too. Yeah, so. I'd much rather see him go
1: there than the Yankees, but I just have a sneaking hunch that's where he's probably going to end
0: up. And, and then you've got uh, Sandoval and you got the rest of the Giants that are still there and it's, yeah it's kind of a tough year for the guys isn't yep. it Boston struggling a little bit too did you watch the games in uh, London by any chance Tim when they were playing the Yankees
3: Guys, uh, to tell you the truth, you know, when you're out there in the middle of it all, that's all you talk about. But on the West Coast, it's really tough to catch games and follow along. And I've just been flipping every year. I know it's probably hard to hear that as such baseball fans as yourselves, but uh, I am way out of touch these days.
0: Yeah. Well, they still have. I mean, we were there. They still have some outstanding players. Uh, Bogarts, Xander Bogarts at shortstop is Probably the best mm-hmm. overall shortstop in baseball right now, I think. And uh,
1: J D Martinez, uh yep. pretty pretty darn good pretty hitter. Who else is on Mookie
0: Who else is on on the uh in the all star game this year from the Red Sox? I know J D made it and I think Xander did.
3: Yeah, I'm not
0: sure. I can't imagine Mookie Betts. Jackie
3: Brat make it.
0: I don't think Jackie made it this year. You know, part of it is everybody's gotta have one player on every team, so you kinda don't get everybody that should be in there, but uh yeah. yeah, he's struggling a little bit to plate
1: this year, too. I think he's hitting about two twenty or so. Yeah. But, uh, uh, well, Chris Sale, I don't think made it. His record is not no, good enough yeah, this year, enough even this though he's year. got a lot of strikeouts. Yeah, so. yeah. But uh, that's next week. That'll be an interesting game in Cleveland. In I Cleveland, yeah, that's yeah. This year's
0: in Cleveland, yeah. Well, uh, like I said, what was interesting about Fenway Park, too, for me, it was the first time was just – you go in, and there's standing room only along the like the third baseline. and like, yeah, If you want to get a beer, you got to walk between people that are standing up to watch the game and the fans mm-hmm. that are sitting down to get your cold beer. But what's really neat about the stadium, too, back to craft, is, uh, is that Sam Adams is now Samuel Adams, or Boston Beer is the official mm-hmm. uh, brew and beer for Fenway Park, which is nice to see a true craft in there instead of uh, necessarily all of the big guys, you know, mm-hmm. and get that around and get that that sense going on. And we had a, we had a really nice time. We were with uh, the Treehouse gang uh, for one of the games and uh, you guys know their beer. I'm sure they're, they're making the, the new England hazy out there and still selling it like crazy out of the, the out of their facility. And so it's just good to see craft everywhere doing really well. And, and you guys obviously part of the scene in San Francisco, that's really driving it to the forefront as well.
2: Yeah, we actually, uh, we met the Treehouse guys at a Best Western in Vermont in 2013, back when they were on a one-barrel system, and I will never forget uh, talking shop with Nate. Yep. Um, we, brought, we were all heading to the Hill Farmstead, uh, third anniversary or something like that.
0: Going up and, and hanging with and, Sean, uh, yeah. yeah. Yep.
2: I, I had never met him, and uh, Nate's like, how are you doing with this whole brewery thing? And I'm like, oh, we're, we're building and we're running out of money, and he's like, everything's going to be okay, <laughs> man. And we had some homebrew batches, test batches, and he had some of the little one barrel batches of Julius that he was making. Yep. And um, it was it was kind of kind of cool to, to meet him back then and uh, talk shop and and try his beers are phenomenal then and they're they're phenomenal now.
1: What whatever advice you gave him back then it must be working.
0: <laughs> well, he we, we, we saw him too, and they they are actually back to Fenway. They they were getting ready to sponsor a fish concert. And you know, Fish mm-hmm. has got the song Julius, so they were all over that with their beer. So it's like it was a pretty cool thing that uh, that's part of the whole scene as well.
3: That's awesome. It's kind of funny. Funny aside, uh, I used to work for Sam Adams for a little bit. I was a tour guide at the uh, Boston Brewery there, Okay. and uh, we just they decided that uh, for the the first game of the two thousand eight uh year the the you know the first game after they won the 2007 world series that they're gonna dress me up as sam adams (laughs) and send me to the park and i was gonna you know take pictures with people and cheers them and you know act like sam adams all this um i i had previously dressed up as sam adams in the uh saint patrick's day parade for them nice uh I'm you know, I'm twenty two years old. I'd do anything for a free beer and a free <laughs> baseball game. Uh, so uh, but something I I won't even disclose what happened, but something happened right before that and they're like it was some bad PR and they're like, we can send the game, but you don't have to dress up with Sam Adams and I'm yeah. like, Oh shit, really too bad.
1: <laughs> we actually drove by a bar where you could enjoy a cold Sam Adams. While looking across the street at a cold Sam Adams, <laughs> it's actually where his gravesite is. And <laughs> nice.
3: <laughs> oh,
0: it was pretty interesting. I love Boston. Well, Apparently, too. I, I don't. We heard uh, that the portrait of Sam Adams that's on the bottle is is not really properly... Samuel Adams, because apparently he always had a real scowl on his face, and so they they kind of tried to impose a little bit of Paul Revere's face on him to look a little bit happier than uh, than he was, you know, as as a uh, as a yeah, as a rebel. I so,
3: very, I don't think he was a very attractive guy. He probably looked more like me in costume than
0: the bottle. <laughs> the question is whether or not he had a beard. Apparently, he didn't necessarily make the greatest beer. Was the rumor too right? So.
3: Anyway, yeah, they they doctored the whole thing up a little bit. But, I mean, <laughs> Tim Cook knows what he's doing. He's got three degrees from Harvard. So. There you yeah,
1: go. That's that's what marketing departments do for you, right there. <laughs> yep.
0: Well, we've really enjoyed having you guys on our podcast today. Uh, you guys are making great beer down there, and it's fun to see you do all of the experimentation you're doing around your beers. And um, you know, uh, we love to keep having you try some of those experimentals, and obviously do the other stuff you're doing, but. Uh, uh, it's just great to see people still coming in you guys are you know may seem like a long time to you but relatively new yet to uh, to the craft beer industry and still by focusing on quality whether it's your your beer or your pizza still excelling and that's just a great thing to see that the the market even theoretically and mature market still has a room for people sure. that are making a great product
1: and, and guys whether you're whether you're making beer or watching baseball, we wish you nothing but good hops.
2: Thank mm-hmm. you very thank, much. Thank you so much, guys. We'll
0: look forward to visiting in uh, September. See you at harvest time. See you Can't at selection. Worry, yep.
1: We'll see you then.
3: Cheers. See